Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. can't talk right now, Gary, but that one was for you. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Bonnie Albers on air, just in case you forgot who you were listening to. And I am the hostess with the most of Bonnie Albers. I can't wait to put my next guest on. In, in fact, I'm so shaking. I, 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 I might even be short of a few words here, but I want to tell you who I have and why. I have for you today one of the nicest, sweetest, and most fabulous gentlemen, psychic, medium, and author that I know. In fact, he started my radio career. Well, he won't say that because he was me, him and I were put as partners when I first, or I actually was put on as his sidekick when when I was asked to do the radio with Psychics Gone Wild. So Gary Wimmer was the first partner, the first person, and the first psychic medium I read with. So I want to introduce you to one of the nicest, sweetest, and when I say rock and roll, because he used to do rock and roll, guys, I know I am excited to put him on for you. But first, before I actually do that, he is the author of two amazing books. 
is so crazy amazing that he wrote this book, his first one, in 1970. Well, he actually had the experience, I think, in um, 1977. But the book is called A Second in Eternity. It's about an NDE, near-death experience that he had. We're going to get into that today and how it actually changed his life. The second book that he wrote, which is really cool, is called Lithromancy, The Psychic Art of Reading Stones. He was the first one I ever knew that even did that. So I know you are all going to be amazed by Gary's story, by what he's done, by what difference he's made in the world. And the, the questions I'm going to ask him are going to be right up everybody's alley. And then you're going to see Gary in action. So please say hello to Gary Wimmer. Hi, Gary. Hey, girl. Thank you. I <laughs> I'm so excited to be like I gotta hear our voices together again on the radio. Hi, Gary. <laughs> Hello again, Bonnie. Uh, this will surely make it to the uh, awards, the uh, you know music awards. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back with you. You're you know I don't even know how you put up with me. Uh, the first time I ever did radio. You, I, I went on with you. I mean, you amazed me. And I was like, who am I on with? Oh, my God. And I just thought that it was crazy because I was thinking, oh, she, what did they put me with, a neophyte? So I was so happy and honored <laughs> that we were on the show together. Well, me as well. It was a pleasure. I always, uh, you know, always like doing those shows. I don't do as many of them as I used to. Uh, you know, life is a little crazier, schedule's a little tighter, blah, blah, blah. But um, Well, you're yeah, busy. I'm happy to have be, be your guest and talk about what I do and some books and take some uh, comments from uh, uh, listeners. From our great question. Well, I'll, well, I'll tell you. We, we're going to get into your first book for uh, because I what you didn't know is last week well i had two guests scheduled and both of them couldn't get on because uh they were from europe and for some reason you know how blog talk is gary you know they right. get on or they don't get on you know and then it's still the same it's the same stuff but we were right. talking about we were talking about life between lives what happens when you shed this they call it a meat suit i hate that word so i call it a vegetable suit but you know i uh, this is just so apropos that you're on this week because there's some questions here that I do want to ask you. But I'd like the audience to know a little bit more about you. So, Gary, I'm going to ask you to start with a little bit before, and I think you'll go into this anyway, um, you spent a second in eternity. And what happened to you that changed your life? Well, I'll give you a five-minute scenario. Um, I was um, the third of seven brothers, Catholic family. I was a uh, altar boy, going to be a priest until puberty hit. And when puberty <laughs> hit... I don't think Brooke would love that. <laughs> not true, though, but it made me, and probably most Catholic men, in fact, most human beings, it makes you question things and wonder about things. Um, when I got in college, um, I was real curious about other people's beliefs and so forth, and uh, ended up meeting an astrologer who did a um, uh, chart for me, and pretty well mm -hmm. changed me. Got 
got my interest in psychic ability and told me I had a lot of natural inclination toward that anyway. Well, as an electrical engineer in college, I didn't really think about that that much at the time, but by the early 70s, I'd become very interested in reading a lot of Edgar Cayce and Madame Blavatsky and yeah. all kinds of psychics and spiritists. Um, I've been a musician my whole life. I graduated electrical engineering in 1970, Vietnam War, all defense work, and I did not want to work in the defense industry, so I decided to play music. Uh, and I was wow. and also started giving readings in the early 70s. Well, the near-death experience came about sort of, well, very unexpectedly. In 1977, I had quit a band. Too much. Pardon me? You were, you were partying too much, Gary. That's how your NDE happened. I think you probably, you know, you were in a bar seeing some girls and probably tripped over their high heels. Well, it was quite different from that, but it was an experience. <laughs> uh, over the course of a couple of days in January, of uh, end of January 1977, uh, over the course of a couple of days, I started noticing, I was, well, started noticing, it was obvious to me, uh, I started picking up things about people all the time, what they were going to say. I started seeing newspapers and books through other people's eyes around me that they were reading. Uh, wow. I went to a, I went to a bar that night and could pick up everybody's thoughts, and this was over the next couple of days. Uh, I couldn't even, by the second or third day of this, escalating, unexplained, uh, in a way unasked for uh, escalation of psychic ability, I... By the second or third day, I couldn't even imagine what normal life was like. I couldn't wow. sleep. Was there... I was totally engulfed in this. Um, long story short, I went through a week of this and did some strange things and felt some strange things and uh, was had many people around me uh, very concerned. Uh, and I would have been too had I observed myself because I'd gone from you know everyday normal consciousness to completely preoccupied with uh, signs and symbols and sounds and picking up what the universe is trying to show us. Uh, wow. At the end of three week, I mean, this one week period, eight days actually, a long story short, I was uh, as a pedestrian. Well, first I'd felt these monitors watching me, and they were protecting me. And I did some strange things like um, one time my roommates were talking about um, – Vietnam and pain. One was a medic, and I told him. Hmm. I said, out of clear blue, I said, "Well, if they if they knew how to cut off pain, uh, they wouldn't suffer it. It's just a chemical process in the brain." And this guy started screaming at me. My roommate, you hadn't been a, you hadn't seen people get their guts blown out. Well, during the middle of this conversation, this is about the fourth or fifth day during this escalating journey, um, hmm. we had started some tea, some hot water boiling for tea. And not to freak out your audience, but this is an absolute truth. I all of a sudden looked at that tea, and I felt the monitors, or the water, actually. It's still boiling water. We'd forgotten about it. I felt the monitors, my guardian angels, uh, telling me to just prove it to him. And I picked up this pan of boiling water and just poured it right over my head. Oh, oh my, my gosh, life. Gary. Oh, it freaked him out, but it was the only time in my life my first thought was, I have never felt water the exact temperature of my body. It wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was just wet. And it's hard wow. to explain because 
Uh, and of course, my roommates freaked out to drag me back to the bathroom, see if I was burned. I wasn't. I knew I wouldn't get hurt. Things like that. I did, and it was pretty bizarre. So at the yes. end of uh, eight days, yeah, at the end of eight days of this bizarre behavior, and I was always protected. I wasn't getting. I didn't get hurt or anything. Um, and even in the accident, after eight days of this, like I said, I was hit by a speeding car, and I saw uh. these monitors right. Me, these guardian angels right before it happened um, asking me if I trust them and I said yes and they guaranteed I was I was protected and then I had the accident and I was outside well, my body looking at it you know I was, well uh, Gary before we get into the accident I just have to I want I want you to explain a couple things because I want them to huh. see this from us uh, see I can follow you and I see everything no, I can walk in. That's one of the things I can do. I can walk in and see the scene when you're describing it. And I want to tell you, as a nurse, I don't would never want anybody to walk into that scene. And and I know you you were totally in rapture because you you didn't get hurt at all. But what? Please describe to everyone what a monitor is and why you call the monitors. And also, was there any pre, was there any pre like, like, you know, before you said you felt all of the, you know, that you could feel people's thoughts, you walked into a bar. Was there, was it from like one, one minute you were walking down the street and the next minute you felt everybody's thoughts. Was there any, was there any type of aura or type of um, something that happened that, sh that you know that you could pinpoint that changed your life in that way? Did you drink something? Did you anything? No, no, no. It was no, no drugs, no alcohol, nothing like that. No, it was just completely um, out of the blue. I had felt kind of weird toward the end of January, like, wow, there's some transition in my life. Well, I thought it was because I was quitting the band, and that was just part of okay. it. Okay. Uh, I forgot the first question you asked now. It, what is a uh, monitor? I, you, you, uh, I know what monitors okay. are because you... You know what? Well, I, what describe what your monitors are and why you call them monitors. I started by the second day of this, like I said, sudden and unexplained, incredible phenomena. Uh, by the second and third day, um, I was in complete ecstasy. At the same time, I was terrified. I didn't know what button had been pushed or what I could unpush. So I started, you know, doing my praying, my meditation, uh, trusting that the universe knew more about what was going on than I did, because I didn't. Uh, and I felt <laughs> these guardian angels kind of hovering over me, watching me. And they seemed to, I didn't see them. I could feel them. But they seemed to name themselves the monitors. And through this, wow. whole, escapade, through this whole escapade, periodically I could feel them, uh, kind of keeping their eyes on me. Like I said, I feel, felt, them, uh, excuse me, felt them several times, including with the boiling water escapade. Again, I didn't mean to take a big jump there, but this is this phenomena I was going through unknowingly, uh, not knowing where it was headed or why or how to turn it off, uh, praying, feeling support, feeling some sort of confidence in God protecting me. <laughs> that's how the monitor. Yeah. That's how I started the monitors. And they, again, they seem to name themselves that way. Uh, the only time I actually saw them was right before the accident, and I actually saw them. I looked up, I wow. saw this, I felt, I was terrified of what had been going on with me. I was praying and crying and walking down a very public street with a lot of people. They were looking at me like, what the hell's the matter with him? 
and I didn't care. <laughs> I had just, I was just going, God, I can't take this anymore. It's too heavy. I don't know what I did to deserve this. It's, it's, it's incredibly enlightening one minute and terrifying the next, and it's bottom line, I can't deal with normal life. <laughs> I can't cut it off. Yes. Tie my shoes. You know. Well, can I have it, uh, Gary? Can you send it over here? I like that. I'm all into that. I would love to have that. I wish I could push a button and give people a ride. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that, that's how the monitors came back. And, and after I came back to Earth, I basically expanded in all directions. I remember the first thing I saw after I left my body and was seeing my own body getting crashed up by the car uh, I zoomed away from Earth, and I was going in all directions, like the surface of a balloon, not an arrow. Uh, and I saw the whole Earth from 360 degrees. It's absolutely wow. amazing. All hemispheres, wow. north and south, all at the same time. Boy, that blew my mind. It's like, how the hell is that possible? And what it is, is as I was expanding, and of course my body's on Earth, it's my consciousness, I suppose, uh, as it was expanding, um, everything was going inside me. I felt like I was growing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Not as a human being, not as hands and feet, but as an essence. And when I crossed That's the edge of the so universe, yeah, when I crossed the edge of the universe, uh, another um, thing was revealed to me, and I call it the colors. It's a level of consciousness that seemed to label itself as that level of consciousness we go through in coming to Earth to be incarnated that shows us how to use, you know, our um, senses and our mind to access back to infiniteness. That's the colors. It gives you the use of senses. But anyway, once I was outside of the unis this universe, I realized there's infinite universes. And they rolled up into a tunnel of light and shot me through it. And that's the best description one can give. And I was in this infinite peace, infinite mind for itself, felt like eternity. So beautiful. Wow. So incomprehensible. So we are, so I had no idea it was a me. I, would, I had completely lost awareness of myself or earth or even creation by this time. It was pure sensation. And as wow. I, I felt like I wasn't observing this infinite mind. I was it. It was me. Everything was one. Uh, but at the same time, everything was um, could take on an independent vibration, consciousness, and manifest, whether it's people or ideas or guardian angels or galaxies. <laughs> you know? uh, wow. So this, this beautiful observation of ultimate creativity, finally I felt like that I was observing it and I was drawn away from it and pulled back through the tunnel of light and condensed back into this earth. And as I saw my body right before the... I jumped into it. I had no idea where I was headed, where I was coming back to, none, until I got right above the earth and saw my body laying in the middle of the street, people screaming and hollering, and and I jumped into my body, and I opened my eyes, and there's a red-haired guy that was the driver screaming and hollering, scared to hell, uh, and people screaming and trying to rush up and help me, and well, where I just been? I've just been to heaven and back. I've just jumped to my feet and started talking to people. You know, um, oh my god, I here. They brought yeah, ambulances and cops and everything. And uh, what I knew, I knew instantly. I had seen infinite mind. I knew I had seen God. I didn't know what to do with it, and it it happened over forty years ago, uh, and I'm still learning about it. 
it imprinted it in was. my mind certain basic channels to to access to get more information over time, I suppose, about how to be unified at that level more and more so. Why do you think that? Yeah, it does. I mean, I could I could follow this. I can't, you know, I mean, I, I obviously would love to feel it as you did, and I can't, but, but I do see it as, as you were, you know, describing it. But why do you feel, Gary, that one, um, did you ever ask your monitors and I know they're still around, but do you ever ask, or your your uh, your angelic beings, or your guides, why and for what purpose that was shown to you at that time? What what why? You know, like well, I'm such a questioner. I'll kind of be a spoiler in the book. It explains that. Uh, <laughs> oh well, I don't know. Do you want to save it, or do you, I want to tell you how to get the book? But go ahead. No, I'll, I'll I'll explain it. Um, the uh, when I saw the monitors and immediately thereafter had the near-death experience that felt like infinity for eternity, and then returned to my body, uh, they weren't around to answer any questions. <laughs> you know? Isn't that uh, sad? Isn't where are they when you need them? <laughs> let me explain, Bonnie. Uh, I knew what I'd gone through. I didn't know why. In fact, that was the big question on my mind. I did not question what I experienced. I could not. There's no way you can question that anymore. I had no right. doubt. What I did wonder is why me? And mm -hmm. eight months later, I didn't see the monitors again. I felt them because I'd been asking this question for months and months. Why did, why did I get this experience? What did I deserve? I mean, thank you, thank <laughs> you, but why me? What happened? Finally, I didn't see them. But I felt them around me uh, in the fall of that year, 77. And interestingly enough, they it's like they shot a laser into my third eye. I didn't see this. I could feel it. And a movie script, like the titles of a movie at the end, mm -hmm. uh, the subtitles, mm -hmm. the uh, credits, as they were speaking, and they spoke in one unified voice, one deep, authoritative, you know, Charlton Heston-type voice, I suppose, you know. <laughs> At the same time, this script was playing right before my eyes, so I was hearing it and seeing it simultaneously. And what they explained to me was my curiosity had brought this on. I'd always wanted to know. I'd always asked. I searched. I searched. I searched. Uh, and they figured, you're ready to know this. You can handle it. We'll show you. Here. Come on with wow. us. That's why they told me I was protected. So it was not an accident. It was by my own curiosity. Now, how I I came up to the level of getting the free ride, I don't know. There's not a formula for that. Uh, yes, that because otherwise you'd have to tell me. I would love that free ride, and you know that, Gary. I am just as curious, and I don't know. The only thing they show me is how to take care of my adult kids, but that's okay. I, I love you anyway for having that experience. So uh, well, it's, well, it's amazing. But... One of the very interesting things I, I learned and I want to suggest to all your um, listeners uh, is we know so little about how many connections we have between ourselves and our problems and our issues and infinite mind, solutions, truth, help, power. Uh, we have to ask and practice Absolutely. to develop. That's the confirmation of my own curiosity and effort got me a, a good reward. Uh, 
if you really want to learn, if you really want to know. Curiosity is healthy. Recognizing that everything you go through in life is actually teaching you something, not life screwing with you. And when you choose to see it, everything is exciting and empowering and growing and evolving, even the curveballs, you're setting yourself up to see the truth, because that is the truth. I, I so agree with you, Gary. I, I, I do agree with you. I, I'm big about life school, and I believe that we, um, I don't even like the word negative. I always use the word challenges. For every challenge is, is a lesson that we should be glad to learn. So I love the positivity that you're saying. And, and I, you know, not every, because you're going to have people that are listening here that say, oh, well, that's not me. I, you know, this can't be, you know, I can't be you know, smiling and happy all the time. It isn't a matter of that. There's there's a saying I love, and I always forget it. And I think they don't want me to say it so much, but I am going to say it to you, and I want to get what you think out of it. So I am going to hopefully find it. But it's about, you know, people will say, oh, you can make le- make lemons, make lemonade. No, that's not about that. This is what the saying is. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. That's what you're saying. You know, we don't need to worry about the impending storm. What we have to do is really learn how to accept the storm and dance. And it, and I know that's not easy, because but it is a great saying. And I think that's something that you just were, were, were giving us. It's about looking on and taking uh, life and creating your answers and creating the positivity in your life. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we don't get a um, curriculum like you would in high school or college or the uh, police academy. Uh, here's what you got to learn and why. <laughs> we don't get that. I wish we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't believe it if it, if it appeared, you know. You think yeah, it's- no, we, I'd probably question it. You're right. We'd all question it. But, but so let me ask you another question. Go ahead. But on the other side of that is the fact that uh, just because we don't get a curriculum and understand it, the life throws us curveballs and challenges, again, to help us learn the next thing we have to learn because we don't get the curriculum. <laughs> so that's how it <laughs> I was never a curriculum girl anyway. I think I would have bucked the system every way, but Sunday. So it's a good thing they didn't send it down. I probably didn't done the opposite. But there is two other questions I want to ask before we actually look into your other book. And this one is, and this is so fascinating, Gary, I could talk to you for hours about this. You know that it's not a simple, um, oh, I had an ND experience. And another thing is, and I want to, before we move on to, I want you to tell people how to get this book and your next one, but they now have a whole big community on NDs. I mean, I was shocked. Now they have meetings, they have this one, they have that one. And you had it so early in the 70s. Um, Like like you said, you didn't even know that that many people had them and then you find out. Now they have whole symposiums, psychic mediums that run them and the psychologists and psychiatrists. So it is a big, big, big field. And it's certainly uh, embraced by the uh, the, psych- the scientific as well as the psychological as well as the metaphysical community, which is what I love. But there are two questions that I do want to ask because I love to pick your brain. And one is, 
and it's, it's really a hard concept for me because I struggle with it, but, um, but I only struggle with it because I vacillate on what I think. Uh, free will and how is it, and, and how much is what we do written in stone? I know there are two questions that you, you know, that you, you, you sometimes are asked, but it, it's such an incredible, that's a whole nother show. But what do you feel well, about free will? I feel like free will is very clearly explained in, of all things, the Bible and most religions. Uh, God created man as likeness and image, creativity, and with individuality and creativity. See, we all chose to be souls. We chose yes. this. We, there are no accidents. There are no I think the same thing. There's cause and effect. So we chose to be who we are and through whether it's uh, all kinds of conditions when we enter time and space from where we're born, what family, what culture, genes, you name it. So we automatically, by entering time and space, we get limitations and challenges and so forth. Uh, that doesn't mean we're not infinite. It just means we're going through a finite and limited experience through eternity, through infinity. We're just seeing one part of it as ourselves. Free will is absolutely what brought us here. It's mm -hmm. absolutely the most powering thing that we will ever have. It can be used freshly, new, redesigned, redeveloped, updated anytime, even knowing, even believing that is free will. Um, if you believe you can uh, you know, run the 100-yard dash and win, you're a hell of a lot closer to winning than if you think, oh, I'll probably trip. You know, so free will is exactly what will communicate, give you um, access to more power and knowledge. It's choosing to see that that can be attained. And, of course, it can be. Uh, just like you can attain, you know, if you practice enough, you can play the tuba or be, be a swimmer or chess player, whatever. Practice. Um, so you know what, Gary? i got to tell you. i got to tell you. I want try to be Lady Gaga. I'm going to tell you this. And as much as I try, I was born tone deaf or something. So, yeah, I probably could maybe, you know, maybe, but I don't think I'll ever attain it. But the free will would be that I feel I probably wasn't put on this earth to be it. You know what I mean? Even though I want to be Lady Gaga, <laughs> I can't. Maybe it's Madonna. Well, maybe it's Madonna. Go ahead. I look this way. We're in the world of illusion, and the illusion is separation, separateness. You mm -hmm. are you, and Lady Gaga's her, and so forth. Uh, and it is an illusion, Maya. It's an illusion. And that's one thing I realized coming back from infinite minds where everything was cohesive in one. And like I said, it had all these separate possibilities. And mm -hmm. what we see in ourselves and in life are, are manifestations of some of those separate possibilities. But really... You are Madonna. We're all one infinite soul. You're just seeing yeah. it from your body and your perspective rather than seeing it from hers this time. There is yeah. all your incarnations. Really, all your incarnations, all mine, every thought, every molecule, every quirk, every force, every thought, if you combine it all, all it really is is infinite mind or God being itself, seeing itself. It's wow. all infinite. I love we I we love just that. See it through, we just see it through the eyes of separation and time being sequential. 
and only being able to be at one place at one time. Doesn't, you are doesn't so right. Anything. Well, it's it's. I saw this, and that's why I can speak pretty um, confidently about it, whether other people believe it or not. Uh, we are all one infinite mind, and the more we allow ourselves to even think that way, we start putting on the 3D glasses to see it. You with me? I love. Yes, I am with you. I love that. I, I do want to. I, I want to for you to tell everybody. There's so much more in that book. So because we've got a limited amount of time, I would like you to tell everybody how can they get a hold of this book, and then I'd like to jump into the list romance book because I want them to see what you do too. So tell me um, and everyone you, how to get this book. Well, best way to uh, check it out is just Google a second in eternity. A second in eternity. Uh, you can also go to my website, lithomancy.com, L-I-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y dot com, and you'll see links to the book. Uh, you can go to Amazon or Kindle and Google A Second in Eternity. And uh, while I mention it, in any one of those uh, links I just mentioned, you could also look up my other book that I guess we'll be discussing is Lithoman. Yes, you led it right. At, you led right into my next statement. Now that we're going to get into the Lithromancy book, which is what I met you with, actually, it is so cool. It's so neat, and I wish people could see the cover of it. But I would, I would love you to tell them what Lithromancy means and what you do, and why you wrote the book. Well, I started giving readings, like I said, in the early 70s. Um, some of my own methods, uh, a, a fair amount of regular playing cards. And I was actually more than doing readings, doing experiments, trying to I'd draw a random card out of the deck and hold it up to someone's eyes where they could see it and I couldn't. And I'd try to pick up the card through their eyes. This was even before I had my experience. This is the early <laughs> 70s. And I, I noticed that you can actually develop skill at doing this. And that some people mm -hmm. can do it back and forth easier than others, but it's a technique, and I practiced it. Uh, in and I started giving readings with all sorts of things, pendulums, and some, a little bit of tarot cards, a little bit of palmistry. But um, but I was also trapping a lot, playing music. Uh, in 1980, I met a lady and got a reading from her, and she used this method. She called it reading stones. Uh, it amazed me. I'd never seen it, never heard about it. Um, I asked her to teach me. She gave me a quick lesson about how she does it, what the stones represent. Uh, it's very intuitive. There's really no rules per se other than kind of knowing what the 16 stones represent. And I'll, uh, I use uh, 10 planet stones, one for, the, one for each of the planets, Sun, Moon, mm -hmm. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto and six personal stones, which are life, love, luck, commitment, timing, and place. Um, and I juggle these up in my hand. This is the method that she taught me and that I've developed. Um, if I do it over the phone, people say drop, I drop the stones. If I do it in person, people handle the stones themselves and, and drop them, and I show about how high to drop them. Uh, they drop them into a piece of leather or lace that's like, oh, uh, well, about 14 inches in diameter. And after they drop them or I drop them, in either case, I start in the center and read up toward the top of the circle as if it were 12 o'clock. 
and read around for 12 weeks, looking the weeks as sections of a pie. And in the process, I see, you know, squares, triangles, symbols, uh, pyramids, spirals, all sorts of signs. Uh, I notice how little cracks in my stones may point, angles they point, the different colors, how they blend. It's, uh, you know, I had to practice this to kind of get a feeling of it, but um, there's less about uh actually the rules so to speak and more about just learning to interpret symbolism and with yeah I, and i think that's so interesting go ahead yeah it's uh it's really symbolism and i i've learned to completely trust where the stones fall and why and how because uh well, i was looking at my database just since i've kept records i've done almost 4200 readings just in the last you know 10 years or so keeping database uh Wow. So I've learned to trust it. The stones always land in the right spot. It really depends on my ability to interpret them. So knowing that the stones are right, <laughs> you know, yes. draw back myself and sort of let my um, intuition guide me. And also, you know, what I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no well, go ahead, I because let, what I was going to say is you're a psychic you're amazing, Gary, and that's why what I was hoping and you're bringing out is that you can throw those stones, you, the symbols are great, but interpreting the symbols and getting your symbols um, for the feeling is really, you can't put that on paper because because it's really about <laughs> intuition and, and your psychic yeah, ability also. It's a learned skill, like playing the piano. Uh, or you know running mm -hmm. uh it's a little different because you you depend more on your uh calmness of mind your dedication to being clear and clean and uh you know asking the universe to help you help somebody uh so there's a humbling as opposed to a trying to work for a gold medal but it's still a uh, method of, of um, practice makes perfect you know oh, i love that better. gary it is. Well, I'm, I'm better now than when I started in 1980. Uh, and I'll mention something to you, Bonnie, because we're talking about symbolism. Mm -hmm. I lived in Europe all the 90s, from 93 to 2000. I lived in Copenhagen uh, mm -hmm. as a musician, traveling all around Europe, because I've been a musician my whole life as well as a psychic. Several times, uh, being over there several years, a lot of all the musicians I knew, uh, knew that I gave readings, and they ended up telling people, and people at the bars knew. And sometimes I would have people ask me for a reading, whether it's a musician's girlfriend or a, the musician or a guy in the club. And I didn't always have my stones with me. So I'd say, oh, I can't do it tonight. I don't have my stones with me. But finally, after saying that to three or four people, I thought, not a hell with that. I'll give you a reading. Come on up. And I would have people arrange things on a kitchen table a salt shaker, a coin, a bead, a guitar string, you know, a cigarette butt, whatever, or trinkets in their purse or whatever. Uh, I'd walk away, come back in a minute, they'd have arranged things, and I would just look at these items and interpret them and give them a reading. And the reason you are I know, so good. <laughs> well, the reason I know anybody can learn to do that, you got to practice, you got to believe it, mm -hmm. is because, I went through my near-death experience in 77 and realized that 
the universe, the world right before our eyes is always embedded with incredible symbolism. Too much for us to deal with. That's when the when I went through my near death experience, the, the wall between conscious and subconscious broke down, and it all flooded through the awareness of everything going on in the undercurrents of the subconscious. Uh, wow! Thank God I closed. The I, love yeah, I, <laughs> I love that. I love that now. With, yeah, yeah. No more tsunamis. Good, nice trickles now. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, because your tsunami hit. You know, I mean, how many tsunamis in this? physical life this one did you want i mean you know you have to share the wealth around somebody else needs a tsunami now and plenty of people get them in different ways so i just and, and you know what i love gary i love that this new aquarian age and and then i do want to be able to show everybody what you do so i have so many people on the phone like but um but i love that this aquarian age you're getting people that are coming in as new souls or I new souls meaning you know babies because who knows if they're a new soul but I doubt it all souls have been was and were that's what I feel and they come in already enlightened and that's what I love I mean it used to be in the Piscean age which was started over 2000 something years ago everything was about closed mouth closed books you had to be a certain way or you got burned at the stake you got burned here they killed you here whatever you thought and now it's all about being enlightened and you should see the new kids coming in gary you would be amazed at what they say even though they don't know what they're saying so i love where the world's going with uh all these enlightened people go ahead i can't hear you go ahead i say i'm very much an optimist uh, I want to mention real quick one thing I saw because it's mm-hmm. very relevant to what we do now. Uh, in 1977, as I was coming back into my body, un- unbeknownst to me that I had a body to come back into, but the closer <laughs> I got to Earth, I started seeing these um, these snapshots, pictures of the future, and these feelings and these thoughts, and I saw a huge upsurge in uh, both geographic change, climate change, uh, systems breaking down, terrorism, struggle uh, between uh, how we see it in this country, you know. Uh, and I realize we've got um, we've got a big transition ahead of us. It's a generation or two or three. Uh, yeah, we, we'll we come do. Out ahead. We will come oh. out ahead because we're having to see we all the systems break down so we can rebuild them because they ain't working. The tower card. The tower card, Gar. The tower card, I always get the tower card, and I always love it because it means everything breaks down that isn't working, you know that, to bring everything back up anew. I love that tower card. That's what's happening. It's just not yeah, overnight. Be patient. <laughs> I, 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 it's just amazing life and what, what, what the possibilities are and 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 what what's to be what is and what what was and i i know a spiritualist i won't mention his name he's coming on well i can't mention his name because if you believe in the spiritualist church that's what they believe in they believe and 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 i'm going to tell you that i i pretty much take everything unless it, it doesn't resonate with me but i take everything that resonates with me from everywhere that it, it's about a timeline and um everything is time continuum so all of this has already been was and will be 
is just a matter of infinite. And I, I can so know that we are all going to have to um, shed a lot of stuff to build anew. And, and I love that. And, and the world is going to change. It changed in the Ice Age. It changed with Noah's Ark. It changed with everything. That tower card just let it all out. And um, it, it will have to do it again. So, it'll, but but I feel it'll instead of being like total flash, it will be evolution. It will evolve over who comes here, and with open minds, rainbow children, crystal children, all oh, yeah. the children are going to make the difference here. And uh, with it, with with uh, with new age thinking and new ways to think and knowing spirit exists before they even come and not having to hide it meaning the cloak isn't going to come down or the veil won't come down as much. It's going to be amazing. I've met so many kids that, that already know. And it's, I'm like, what, what? And it took, you know, and I'm just so thrilled to see that because with that comes enlightenment, with enlightenment comes love and with love comes understanding with understanding comes camaraderie. And I, and I, and I don't want to go more than that, but <laughs> All good things, as opposed to strife and anger and frustration and hatred yes. and incompetence. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yes. Peace and we're all love. We're we're all love. Make love, not war. And don't make love during the show because we don't want to be in trouble. And don't have babies if you don't want to. So here we are going. We're going to pick up Gary. I'm going to ask you just just to, to, to again tell everybody the book Lift from Nancy. The Art of Reading Stones by you, Gary L. Wimmer, is also uh, available on all of his his website, his um, you know uh, Amazon. You can Google his name. You can Google Lithromancy. You can Google a second and eternity. You can even Google Gary Wimmer, and you'll get him. So please, these books make a great read. They're great to have. You're going to read them more than once, especially the Lithromancy, and they're really really good tools of enlightenment, let me tell you. So Gary, are you ready to at least show people how you throw stones? You know, I want to be the first, but I'm not going to do that because then people will say to me, oh, it's your show. And you know, that's so terrible. And I've been waiting on the line and I don't blame you guys. So I'm not making fun of you. I'm just trying to convince myself why I'm not getting that lithromancy reading. So um, I am going to tell you, Gary, if I call you up one day and say, Gary, you owe me a reading, you owe me a reading. But um, I, and you certainly don't have to because you don't owe me anything. <laughs> but are you ready to get to the, the phone lines for just a little while? Sure. Okay, go. everyone, I'm going to hand you over to Gary. Gary is an old hat at this or a young hat at this. Um, he knew these shows before I was even on the radio. So for me to even introduce him I, I, or even say, hey, this is Gary, is a pleasure and an honor. So I am going to hand you over, and all you got to do is follow his lead. What I'd like you to do is give us a little feedback. What do you feel about NDEs? We don't have a whole lot of time. So I, I would love to know, what are your thoughts on NDEs and, and what you heard here today? So 708, you are on with the rock and roll stone thrower and author, Gary Wimmer. Hi. Hey, Jay calling Hello. from Canada. How's it going? Hello. Oh, Hello. Jay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you're the first. Well, Gary, he is a, he, he's been in my chat room, and Gary is just such a sweet soul. Um, I know him from the radio, 
And so I'm going to hand him over to you because I do know, I, I don't know him personally, but I know him personally just because he comes to the show. So uh, Jay, I know you want me and I'll be here on Wednesday, but you want Gary now. Gary, this is Jay. Jay, this is Gary. Jay, how are you? Hey, good. It's good to talk to you again. Thanks you for too, taking man. my call. Yeah. So I, uh, I do actually have your book. I haven't used it yet, so it sounds like a very interesting thing to read, actually. So um, I think that's uh, really interesting what you do. It's very unique. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's just different. So. <laughs> well, that's why I wrote the book because no, nothing was written on it, and I thought this is such an incredible system. And there's been a lot of different systems throughout history. Uh, I just happen to know this one, so I wrote a book about this particular system. Because I, when I came back from Europe in 2000, uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't find a thing written on lithomancy. And I thought, well, I'll write a book. I've been doing it for 25 years. <laughs> you know? uh, how can I help you, Jay? Oh, just see what the stones read for, for this August, because I think there's a lot of stuff that's going on, and I think we get to really look at the deep stuff now. So for myself, I think it's just time for that to happen again. Happen, well, I'll tell you what, Jay, whenever it feels right to you, just say drop one time real clearly. I'll drop these stones, and I'll tell you kind of what I see in general, okay? Okay, there we go. Whenever you say drop. Drop. All right. Uh, well, the fast one. I read, <laughs> I read this from the center up toward the top and then around like a clock. Uh, mm-hmm. Several things in the center here. There's been a lot of um, hewing, probably about communication and balance and harmony and relationships and things like that. But also, you've got the Lifestone, Sunstone, Jupiter, and Saturn uh, showing up as I read from the center to 12 o'clock. Uh, Jupiter's kind of looking at the past like, wow, things were luckier and easier then. But with all you've been learning, with all even in spite of responsibilities you have and like new planning and new organization, uh, you're pretty centered on growth now. And that's a good thing for you. And I think there's a lot of emotional things in the next couple weeks that are almost like confirming to you you're reinstigating a uh, fresh pattern of uh, optimism. Uh, That helps you with planning. And that helps you with a lot of burdens and responsibilities you have to deal with uh, to such a degree that by the third and fourth and fifth week here, uh, you've, got a, uh, you've got a sense of versatility and confidence and almost like breaking your own uh, past limitations and rules. Uh, why not? This is a time of expansion and growth. And like I said, you've already done a lot of healing on some of these issues and maybe being a little too critical of yourself on your own um, sharpness of mind. <laughs> it's what it feels like. Uh, the mind's good. It helps us. But sometimes we got to just cut it off and trust and feel. Uh, so over these next couple of weeks, it feels like you're getting a combination of, uh, you know, feeling, thinking, planning, strategy, uh, fresh optimism and spirituality at the same time you're really accomplishing a lot of the projects with communication and decision making and relationships that you have to and by the third and fourth and fifth week here uh even though this is a this is first part of this three month period is um like a lot of organization and restructuring uh, by the third and fourth and fifth week here you've pulled it off pretty successfully you really have wow. you've got your new plan you, I don't say it's all finished, but it's all lined up 
and it's almost like you're lining things up with a um, yesterday's errors corrected, or yesterday the, the the bad notes we all hit when we've learned to play music have been corrected into good notes. Uh, by the eighth and ninth and tenth week here, it feels like a lot of love issues are resolved as well, and I think it's part of this uh, healing letting go process at the same time there's a lot of expansion and optimism so you're getting all eight cylinders working uh and don't doubt this you kind of feel this anyway uh so if you feel like you're going to hit a home run and you can and you should don't talk yourself into maybe i might strike out at the same time (laughs) you know (laughs) one kind of douses the other but by the end of this three month period you've got this luck stone pointing to the future and you've got Jupiter reassuring you that you're not only you're in control of the boat, but I think you're headed toward more than you even bargained for. So moral of the story, don't shortchange yourself on much this uh, cleaning, cleansing, let go, healing techniques and communication have been. Does that make sense to you, brother? It makes sense. Really great. Thanks so much. You know, for the That's messages. What I see, That's that is a great reading, Jay. Oh my gosh, I love that for you. Yeah, it's a great reading. Uh, he does great work. It has he did read me once before, and it's like just great. They're always it's always positive and it's pretty reflective too. People sometimes accuse me of being too positive, and I say to that, "Do I need to remind you that life is a challenge?" <laughs> you already know that. I'm and Jay is so you. spiritual. You know, Jay is so spiritual. Oh, yeah. I never, you know, he, he he's a drummer. He plays like the, the, the soul drum. I mean, I know it's not called that, but for what I feel like, it's that he plays your soul through drumming and, 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 and healing through drumming. And, uh, you know, Brookie would love him. Maybe they, you guys know him. I don't know. But I, I know that he, this was, this is a great reading for him, uh, Jay, even though, you know, I know, you know, you laser know what he's saying so i think that's great and i'm glad you could be one of the you know like i said we're limited time today so you actually i'm so happy because you know i always enjoy when you call you always give and create so much you know wonderful and love and 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 beautiful uh music on the show because you're also a musician musician just like gary is so you know how much i appreciate you being when you can in my chat room Awesome. It's great being part of the show, and I'm grateful for the reading, too. And I remember uh, Gary from a long time ago, too, on other stations, too. So I remember. Can I you believe I started board. with him? Well, can you believe I started with him? That is so crazy. I think four years ago, I was on with him for a month. Of course, then, you know, th- things happen, and un- unbeknownst to both of our controls, and uh, and we both went in directions that were, and not for, we were, you know, we were on a show, to, and we, we just adored each other, and, and I, I would hope that still would remain with Gary and I. But, um, yeah, he's fabulous, and I was so happy to be on with him. And uh, I'm glad that you could get on. We only have a few minutes, so I want to pick somebody else up. But, Jay, uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. would love to speak with you if you can call in. Awesome. Thank you much again. Thanks, Gary. Take care, You're welcome. Nice. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. Jay is such an amazing soul. I don't know him personally, but I feel like I know him. You know what? You know when people call you, it doesn't. He just has that aura of 
of I, I feel him. So I'm, I'm really glad he got on. I am going to pick up, and Gary, I only have three minutes left. Would you um, like me to pick somebody else up real quick or would you prefer me not to? Uh, yeah, we'll do a quick three minutes or two and a half minutes, okay? Okay, yes, 650, you are very lucky. You are on with the rock and roll lithromancy psychic, Gary Wimmer, and author. Go ahead. 650, who are we speaking with? Hi, Miranda. Hi, Miranda. I'm handing you right. I'm handing you right over, Miranda, because we have such limited time. Go okay. for it, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Hi, what's your What's your name, dear? Miranda. Okay, Miranda. Real quick, all you have to do is say "drop" when it feels right, and I'll give you a two minutes worth of what I see. Okay. Should I ask you a specific question? Would that help? Sure, if you want to. Yeah, just regarding my love life, um, just when the path will be clear for my partner and I, who love each other very much, when we'll be together, um, you know, you can go on. You know, I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of what you're going through now as far as communication and figuring different routes and realizing what you can and can't do is serving your purpose well. It feels like there's a, there are curveballs in the road, whether it's bureaucracy or timing or people, uh, but that's, it's not uh, permanent. It's almost like it's testing your courage and your partners. And I do feel like probably the third and fourth and fifth week here, things are working in your favor. So don't consider this time of uh, being wasted. It's kind of helping you and your partner both uh, uh, purify and uh, dedicate yourselves to each other in spite of what other people think and say. And eventually that will, boat will float. And it feels like from the sixth and seventh and eighth week on, you realize spiritually how much this has helped you and your partner. And I think you're on a really good plan with love, a lot of change in your life, a lot of fresh optimism. Uh, you're just seeing a little bit of the, uh, the wall to go around or to let go of until you, someone brings you the ladder. Does that make sense right. to you, girl? Yeah, so you're saying um, in six, seven to eight weeks or something like that, it, the obstacle will, like... I think so, yeah. It's like there's, it feels like there's a couple of different obstacles, and they're not all on the same day, but one kind of triggers the next or something like that. Does that make sense to you? I just put – I'll put her on real quick, but go ahead, because I want you to have the last 60 minutes for yourself. Go ahead, Miranda. Does it make sense to you? Um, um, there's really okay. just one major, one major obstacle on the path. Um, uh, yeah, I think well, it's good. terrible. I think it's I really do. I think, like I said, I think you're going through this um, determination with yourself, peaceful, not scared, not frustrated. Just put it in perspective. Some stuff happens quick. Some takes a little longer. Be at peace. You're on the right trip, girl. It's going to work for you. That's I, what I love feel. that. Gary, I've got to tell you, we have 48 seconds left. I want you to be the last 48 seconds. Tell everybody you do this for a living, and he is absolutely amazing. If you would like to have a reading or get Gary's book, which will make a difference to you and, and help you with Lithromancy, if you're interested, please, Gary, again, tell him how to get a hold of you. And then I want the last word, but go ahead. Well, the best way to get a hold of me is go to lithomancy.com, L-I-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y.com. It's got all my contact information. It's got interested in reading. It's got a PayPal link. It's a dated website. I do have to upgrade it 
It's got all the information on it. It's got some videos and so forth. Lithomancy.com, L-I-T-H-O-M-A-N-C-Y.com. It's got my email. It's got my phone number. Uh, best thing to do is email me or use the PayPal link at the bottom. You can call, but you'll probably get my voicemail because I get telemarketing calls all day long. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Bonnie. Oh, Gary, thank you for coming on. I have to tell you, we had so many calls that I couldn't have even have gotten to any had we had a four-hour show. But I do want you to be able to commit to me. I won't. You don't have to commit on date, but that you will come back for a 90-minute show, and we can get a lot more people in. It's important that you connect with your audience. It's important that we connect with our audience. And believe me, I will help in any way I can. And I love having you. I want to thank you. It is an honor and a pleasure, Gary, to always talk to you. And again, um, you owe me a reading because, see, I want one too, unless you come back and do it on the air. But I want to thank you and tell you how much I just adore you. And Brookie, if you're listening, this one's for you, girl. I love you too. And you are always welcome to come on the show because you are super talented yourself. So again, Gary, I want to thank you, everyone listening, and we still have people that are listening, and everyone in chat, thank you for being with me. I think the next show is Wednesday at 1. Please join me, and it is me, me, and me. So Gary, thanks again, and have a great day, and have a fabulous week. Thank you, Bonnie. God bless. Take care. Bye.